Hey guys, this is Jesus. I want to thank the following Patreon listeners. John Zarub, Mike Shalom, Nathan Aldana, Jeffrey Voss, Gregory Larson, Mika Shalom Kesselman, Ernie Carafa, Cult of Knowledge, Nate T, and Paul Parton. Thanks for helping us take down Little Nicky. Bump. You are playing away in the library. Mickey, you are set up in the parlor Mm -hmm. at the bar. Again, this room is empty for the moment, so you can set up your moonshine however you wish. Set up like behind the bar carefully, pours himself a shot. (laughs) All right. All right. It's hard to bartend if there's no one to. Guess another one for me then. (laughs) (laughs) I hate to drink alone. But I will. Oh, I will. (laughs) (laughs) And Joe, you just so happen to be passing by the entryway when the doorbell rings. I'll go to the door and open it up. All right. Uh, There actually, there is somebody who's, uh, another tin soldier is stationed at the door. Their their sole job is to to answer that. And so the door opens and in walks the Duke. As in, it looks like John Wayne just entered the party. Sorry, what? One of the things that happened in the flicker, you know, many strange things happened uh, when the big flicker hit. And one of them is that one day, John Wayne walked off a silver screen and has now made quite the name for himself around Nitrate City. Wait, wait, so this is, is this John Wayne the actor or is it literally the Duke? It is the Duke. It is one of his characters who has come to life. There is still a John Wayne. <laughs> He's probably suing this guy. He's wow. not happy. <laughs> wow. That's amazing. Oh, wait. Is he black and white? Yes, he'd be black and white. <laughs> so it's a it's a black and white character. Mm-hmm. Okay. And he even, like, he flickers sometimes. Like, oh, cool. Like when the, the projector would change. So there'll be, uh, so sometimes, like, his expression will, will change, but you won't have seen that transition. It just goes from happy to angry or something like that. Oh, that's horrifying. Okay. I love it. And love it. Uh, you uh, know, Joe, that the Duke is the mob boss in charge of Bell Valley, where most of the movie studios, which are heavily fortified at this point because they don't want all of you crazy freaks getting in there. Um, but so he's in charge of where the movies are still made. So the uh, the Duke swaggers in. He is I, he's black and white still, but you can tell that uh, he is like the man in white. He's got a white cowboy hat and uh, a white uh, fringed vest and white boots with spurs on them. And he hands his hat over to the waiter at the the door to be taken care of. And as he walks past you, Joey says. Well, howdy, partner. Yeah, my character's real cool as a cucumber. He just kind of nods his head and says, Mister. And then as the Duke walks by, so the second the Duke's back is to Joe. Joe has the most giant childhood, like, oh my God, are you seeing this look on his face? Like he's from a flicker. <laughs> like he's only got one expression now. And it's like, this is so cool. Does John Wayne have any... I'm sorry. I'm sorry. The Duke. Does he have any people with him? Like, does he have a retinue? Probably half a dozen people, men and women, come in after him. You don't re- necessarily recognize any of them on site, Joe. Okay. So now there's two types of guests. There's the Duke and not the Duke. <laughs> <laughs> there you go. <laughs> Let's make that an aspect. <laughs> Duke it out. Duke it out. All right. 
so after seeing uh, the Duke, Joe, is there anything else you wish to to do? Nope, nope. Just sure. gonna keep it cool. Keep it cool, Joe. Pull it together. It's Hollywood. And yeah, I'm going to go looking around for the boss. Okay. So you poke your nose around. Do you see uh, Mickey or Bump? Uh, no, but I swear to God that bear in the corner was somewhere totally different when I looked just a minute ago. But What, what bear? I turn back and it's gone. <laughs> All right, so you go looking around. The mansion is big enough that it's not unlikely for you to not see your compatriots. Uh, you feel like you could probably go all night and never see them again. Yeah, so I'm going to go looking around for the boss with the bag. Mm -hmm. You finally find Lil Nikki in the dining room. Apparently, any guests that arrived before you did, they wanted to hang out with Lil Nikki. Makes sense. You go where the power is and you want to wish the birthday boy a happy birthday. It's only polite, right? So you find him in a very large dining room where there's a, you know, a long table with at least a dozen chairs lined up on either side. So one of those very long banquet tables. Everybody has drinks in their hands and are listening raptly as little Nikki sits at the head of the table regaling everybody with some kind of off-color story. As I said, he's a stately elderly gentleman, white hair, a neat white goatee. He is wearing a white suit and he has a white coat thrown over his shoulders that is lined with red satin. He also has propped up next to him against the chair, the gold cane that he always uses, which is inset with a large red ruby on top. You don't see necessarily any sign of a bag other than these sacks of presents that are around. Sorry, question, how big is little Nicky? Like, I just wonder why they call him little Nicky. He's a smaller gentleman. Especially compared to somebody like Big Pete. He's probably like five, six. Okay. And he's, you know, thin and wiry. He carries himself as if he's bigger. You know, he's one of those people, if he walks into a room, all eyes are on him. Yeah, I'm just gonna serve some, serve some hors d'oeuvres, and then I'm going to meander my way back to find where either one of these guys is. Who wants to be found by Joe? Yeah, I will. Okay. So you find Bump in the library. Bump. I found the big guy. A little Nicky. Yeah. Any sign of the, uh, you know? No. No idea where it is. Don't worry, I got my best man looking for it. He's, he's traveling all throughout the house. What, you mean Mickey? Oh, no, 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 no. I uh, put a little bit of me inside of a... Stop right there. I'll take your word for it, but little Nicky is in the dining room. So majority of eyes are on him. So I'm going to keep moving around, see if I can't find a likely place, probably a safe or something upstairs. But if I get eyes on it, I'm going to let you know. You know, I heard something about little Nicky a while back. Not sure if it's worth its taste and salt. Well, lay it on me. He likes sweet things. He likes new sensations. He's always going for the newest drink. So uh, maybe if Mickey brought in that uh, sweet stuff of his, mm. might be something that makes... Yeah, make little Nikki a new friend. Candy is dandy, but liquor is quicker. Can I pay to set up an aspect of uh, Sweet Tooth for the uh, big guy? Yeah. I'm going to say that little Nikki has a Sweet Tooth. All right, so I'm going to start looking around for uh, Mickey. And you're able to yeah. find... The, the party is beginning to fill up a little faster now, and you're probably getting a little bit of a sinking feeling as you realize... So it's little Nikki's party... The Duke is here, 
And then you start seeing the other mob bosses from all the neighborhoods of Nitrate City. Ruh-roh. So far, you have seen Senorita Blanca from the Arroyo Vista and uh, Miss Ray from Rocketville. Senorita Blanca is a ghost. She wears a long white dress, um, looks very ragged, and she, in fact, has a trail of water behind her anywhere that she goes. Her hair is long and dark and lank, and you never can really see her face. Oh, that's great. Uh, Whereas Miss Ray is the radioactive lady, and at any time you see her, she is literally glowing, and you can see her skeleton through her skin. Nobody wants to spend very much time with Miss Ray. Everyone mysteriously becomes ill if they're in her presence for too long. As Bump is playing the ivories again, he's not singing because right now he's concentrating because he's kind of seeing through the eyes of the uh, teddy bear. Mm-hmm. And so you're seeing these guests come in as well as the uh, the bear is catching sight of them. The bear is like looking, he's like, okay, like, well, who's that person? Who's that? No, no. Stop! And then suddenly you see the bear turns towards a doll that's just kind of sitting there. And the, the bear saunters over it, leans to the side, and you hear like a the hissing from the shadows as if it's trying to flirt with the doll that's just, of course, just sitting there. She's not that into you. Keep moving. And Joe, you find Mickey. Yeah, Mickey is, uh, he's fixing drinks for, for people that come by, and he is, he is embracing the, the holiday, so he's mixing little, they, they look like little candy canes, like, layer of, like, like the, the clear moonshine, and then a layer of, like, a red liquor, then another layer of moonshine, another layer of red, and then, like, a little sprig of green mint on top. So, like, these little candy cane drinks that are, like, just gonna knock you on your ass I after a few, it. but they are delicious. And I feel like Mickey probably doesn't know... Yeah, he doesn't any know any of the people here. Oh no, he doesn't know any of the people here, and he he also has as as uh, uh, no idea how potent that liquor of his is for other people. Like, he's a werewolf, so for him, this is kind of like just a regular shot of vodka for anything else. Everyone's was like, "Green alcohol, going blind." <laughs> <You know? laughs> hey, uh, Mickey. Oh yeah, here, here you. Go. Oh, oh, hey. Yeah, you know what? I'm gonna need that. All right, we got a problem. <laughs> of course we do. It looks like a lot of the... Uh, and if anybody gets nearby, and I'm going to start rambling off a list of drinks that he's, quote-unquote, supposed to make for people. Okay. Like, I'm just the asshole that got caught by somebody. Mm-hmm. And they're like, hey, hey, buddy, go get me this. And so I'm like, technically not doing my job, but I'm going to look just upset. Because mm-hmm. I am. Look, Mick, it seems like there's going to be some sort of meeting. Every mob boss from one of the six boroughs is going to be here. All right. Except for the dead one that, you know, died somehow. I mean, that hasn't stopped some of the other ones. Yeah, that's a good point. Well, the one that we have heard about certainly stayed dead. Right, that one. All right, so that kind of moves up our window (laughs) because uh, I don't know what Nikki has in store, but the longer we wait the more muscle is going to be crawling all over this like jackrabbits. All right. So we should move, like, now? Soon-ish. But I got an idea. Can you make your drinks a little stronger? Uh, I thought you'd never ask me. (laughs) (laughs) 
I need a sweet one. Something with a candy cane in it. Make it real festive. Like you're making it for a kid. Yeah. Well, it's 1956. So make it like you're making it for a kid. That's not morally awful. We smoke because we think it's healthy now. <laughs> Speaking of which. <laughs> sorry, my doctor's put me out a pack a day. Ah, <laughs> uh, so yeah, yeah. Mickey goes about mixing a particularly strong drink. Plenty of, uh, plenty of his hooch. I am asking if Dan can roll an action to make a particularly potent potable. Yeah, we're trying to create another advantage here. All right. So I've got a three so far. A uh, three? All right. So I, again, this is just to establish a an advantage. So that's succeeding with style. You would get your free invoke yeah, on so it. So I'll leave it at that. Yeah, All right. I you haven't did, needed you to two use on it. I'm yeah. sorry. Yeah. No, no need to tag this yet. Keep getting people drunk. I'm going to talk to Bump. Here's the plan. If things go south or if things go well, meet around back at the car lot. All right. Okay. Good. All right. I'm going to go talk to Bump. Uh, hmm. And cut to Joe's looking around at a, at a door, opens it up. It's a bathroom, scoots inside, shuts the door, and then turns off the light and faces the mirror. Bump the musician. Bump the musician. Bump the musician. Ah! Ah! Sorry, bump. I know. Bad time. But this is the only way I can talk to you. Ah, Joe. Well, I'm I'm a little busy right here. (laughs) That's right, people. I'm a little busy with you. So what the hell do you want? (laughs) (laughs) Nice. Point for Billy. Yeah, bump. So... This place is going to be full of Nitrate City's least finest. It's going to be full of mob bosses. I've seen four of them. Yeah. It's starting to look a lot like deadly. Dun, 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 dun. Yeah, so I'm going to try to move this up. I'm going to go a little rogue and uh, start looking at the upstairs. And no matter what, things go good, things go bad. When things happen... We all rendezvous at the car park. And we'll be dashing through the snow in a one-horse power sleigh. Hey, thank you! Gotta say, Bump, you're a hell of a musician. I am the best. Consummate (laughs) professional. All right, I'm out, and I turn on the light. (laughs) Sorry, people. Brain freeze. I'm all right now. Uh, my nightmare teddy bear, uh, he is also going to be looking in the rooms that he shouldn't. Mm-hmm. Kind of waiting in the corner, and then if somebody like walks in, he's going to like scurry in after him. Okay. Uh, so he is also going to be uh, taking some of these rooms, so splitting half the work with the big guy. Sure. I, there are two wings to the house. The house is essentially U-shaped, with that entrance in the center towards the back, and then the house comes forward mm-hmm. on each side of the entrance. So I imagine... Joe takes one side, the bear takes the other. Yeah, Joe's going to be taking the side that doesn't have as many people in it. Like, you know, the side that without the large collection of people. And I'll take the side where there is the main party. So <laughs> that's why he can, like, stealthily move and hide sure. and stuff. So, yeah. All right. So, Joe, you <laughs> are about to go poking around and you hear footsteps behind you. Yeah. Uh, where am I? In the hallway and... You're in a hallway. You've taken a couple of turns, so you're right at the foot of the stairs to go up to the second floor. They are the footsteps that sound an awful lot like Mrs. C. Oh, so they're... Oh, like Mrs. C. Hmm. The stairway. Is there a gap beneath the stairway to hide in, or is it flush against the wall and the floor? Well, here's what I'm going to do. Mm-hmm. Your trouble is no one trusts a dead guy. Correct. I can give you a point and you just have to go with what happens or 
you don't get a point and you can try to hide. <sighs> no, I didn't sit down to this game for things to go well. <laughs> So you hear these footsteps and you're looking for a, a place to hide. There's certainly plenty of shadows that bump with love, but there's nothing really big enough for a man of your stature. <laughs> I look over and there's like a full set of armor and I'm like, hmm. <laughs> and so when she comes around the corner, I'm like, <laughs> I have totally got a full a full suit of armor helmet like in my hands and I'm it's, it is on the plate and I'm like trying to figure out how I'm pulling a full zap MacGuffin here. <laughs> um, yeah, so that's doesn't look great. It's not a great look. What are you doing back here? Oh, this isn't uh, this isn't the restroom. Uh, one of the customers said they wanted a nightcap. If you're referring to the Knight Templar, that is incredibly rude. And I hold up the helmet, but I found a knight cap. And she takes it from you. This is 400-year-old Damascus steel, and you are getting your fingerprints on it. Get back out there before I kick you out of this house for good. Sorry, ma'am. Sorry. Sorry. I thought it was, thought it was clever. <laughs> scurry away. And I should note at the mention of the Knight Templar, that is the mob boss who patronizes the groves. Oh, that's important. The second she says that, I'm like, I'm like, this is pretty funny. I'm going to seem really dumb. I am really dumb. <laughs> All right. So far, we've got Old Hollywood, the Shores, Bell Valley, the Groves. All right. And I scurry off. That did not go well. You also know that the one neighborhood that you haven't seen represented yet is the Red Road, which is the mysterious road that leads out of Nitrate City. It's kind of like all the myths of the highway that have ever been, all the, the urban legends, they are all centered on the Red Road. And the mob boss in charge of it is the Invisible Man. I mean, that's why you haven't seen him. All right. Somebody else? Do you want me to uh, yes. roll for my teddy bear? Yes. So your teddy bear is poking around. And are you looking for anything in particular? The bag. You're looking for the bag. Yeah. He's looking for where the bag, if you can't find the bag, where the bag might be. Like safes, vaults. He's looking under portraits, anything like that. Or even just like an office. I feel like this is probably action. Mm-hmm. And we're, we'll use your your stats for this, because the bear is essentially under your command, even though the shadow tendrils have a mind of their own. Cool. So I got zero. Okay. So I, I, I can buy some stuff. I just need to know what yeah, is so the Yeah, so I mean, this is, this is going to be versus uh, a little Nikki and uh, where he is, you know, his security, basically. So we'll go with that. And ugh, that is a terrible roll for little Nikki. That's a minus two. So he's at plus one. All right, so what I'm definitely going to, I'm going to invoke the Nightmare Teddy Bear itself. Sure. Mark off one of those invokes. I'll tag Nightmare Teddy Bear twice to bring that up to a four, which makes it a, th a three plus. Yes, so you have succeeded with style in looking around for the bag. And as the bear is ducking in and out, the camera goes into a first person perspective. So we are the bear as it dodges out of the way of shoes and it almost has drinks spilled on it. You're hearing the cacophony of the party. You hear Bump in the background singing his wonderful holiday songs. You hear Mickey trying to glad hand with the customers and really just sounding awkward. Oh, yeah. You hear in the background Joe kicking himself for being an idiot. And the bear finally ducks into a dark room. 
it is lit only by Christmas lights that have been strung up over the mantle, over the the lights. So there's a very dim, twinkling quality to the light in this room. Perfect. And as the shadow nightmare teddy bear looks around, this room is full of bags. Just hundreds of them? I wouldn't say hundreds, but dozens. There's bags made of fur, bags made of silk, bags that look like they're woven from gold. Nightmare Teddy Bear is going to, he tries to lift some of the sack, but he's just a teddy bear, so he can't actually lift one. And at one point, he's like tugging on one of the bags, and then it tumbles right on top of him. And that basically ends that teddy bear for now. And he's like, ah, 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 go of God. <laughs> and at that point, Bump is going to sit up straight. Uh, as his concentration returns, and he's like, thank you, everybody. I'm going to take five for my uh, evening smoke <laughs> because I'm already on fire up here. And he's going to walk off, and mm. there's going to be some light clapping. Mm -hmm. Somebody calls from the back, encore! And Billy, you got to prove yourself. I'm giving you a fate point. I, I really, I, I really shouldn't, my come doctor. On, come on, it's, it's. It's Christmas! Yeah! Encore! 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 Ladies and gentlemen, truth be told, I, uh, I do have to do something. Ah, you know, whatever. Here's Wonderwall. <laughs> yeah, he falls onto the piano and starts playing, so yeah, he's delayed now. Uh, so, Joe, you have skedaddled from Mrs. C. Uh, she doesn't seem to have followed you. You think she was trying to put the suit of armor back together. And you hear the jazzy Wonderwall kick off. Obviously, Bump is having the time of his life. All right, plan B for bad. I'm going to go back to Mickey. Mm -hmm. And Mickey, as you have been chatting with people, and you know, everybody here is really nice. They are. And... They're all complimenting your drinks, which mm. is great. And so really, it's only polite to drink with them. Of course. And since you have a taste for moonshine, mm -hmm. I'm going to give you a style point to compel you to be drunk. I will gladly take it because Mickey Mickey is happily like trading shots with the people and just like, yeah, I mean, people don't really know that, you know, Christmas is actually sort of was taken as a holiday <laughs> from the true tradition of the original Frankenchrist. I mean, really, like the reason we do it in winter is to represent his walk into the Antarctic. Joe stops when he enters the room and sees how drunk Mickey's getting. Okay. Alright. Got a drunk dog. And walk up to the bar. Hey, Mickey? Yeah. Oh, hey. Here. He just hands over a drink. Yeah, make one triple strong and throw some sugar in nutmeg in it. Yeah, Stun and done. And like, he makes one, prepares it, downs it. Yeah, that'll work. And then goes about preparing another one. <laughs> Thanks, Mickey. Remember, Car park. Right, right. Park the car. Got it. So, gonna grab the drink, put it on a silver tray, and I'm gonna wander like I'm looking for a particular patron, and I'm going to go through the room that uh, Bump is performing in. Okay. And I'm going to... Uh, I've got two drinks, actually. <laughs> and I'm going to take one of the not-so-heavy drinks and bring it up and put it on the side of the piano as he's playing. And underneath, I'm going to take off the coaster and put it on the wood and on the little uh, napkin coaster. It says, don't forget, car park, get ready. And uh, yeah, I'm going to uh, I'm gonna try to finish this out to make a, to, to make a splendid performance. All right. Roll me r for the performance of your life, Bump. Drama. 
I'm at two right now. So this is just to see how well you're performing. So your baseline is mediocre, is zero. Mm-hmm. So how? So you've got zero. yeah. So you've succeeded. It's a it's a good performance. Oh no, that's not going to be good enough for bump. I'm going to invoke boogeyman piano player. Thank you, thank you, everyone. That was thank you very much. Please, you're, you're too kind. I need my cigarettes though. I got I got families to worry about. <laughs> And uh, I'm going to walk out uh, and try to chase down Joe uh, as he's lumbering away. Joe, uh, sir, I mean, uh, you, you, uh, I need, uh, do you got any hors d'oeuvres? Uh, you got any more hors d'oeuvres? Uh, let me see that tray. Oh, what is this thing? Uh, hey, uh, did you hear about the uh, the door, three doors to the east, up the stairs? I, I hand him a napkin and I gesture to his face as if he has something on it, being a, a good waiter. Oh, yeah, and Bump nods his head and wipes his face, and then he lays the napkin down, and when he had lit, wiped his face, he had written with yep. his mustache, yep. or his ink stash, yeah, like just like a little uh, fountain pen, and on it, it gives him instructions to the bag room. All right, sir, I'm, uh, I will fetch your drink very quickly, but this is for, uh, this is for Mr. Nicky. All right, well, good luck with that. Uh, I'm just going to enjoy the party myself. If you need anything... Just ring. Got it. And I'm going to go into uh, the room that I found uh, little Nikki in. Bump actually starts like to follow because he gets a, like a feeling like, oh, no. And then Senorita Blanco like, kind of passes by floating and she doesn't have a face. Bump doesn't have a face. <laughs> And he just immediately, he just twists his body around as if he has no, he has no spine. Well, you actually don't have to go in a different direction because she's heading towards the dining room as well. Uh, actually, Joe, I'll, 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 I'll go with you. Uh, Senorita Blanca, uh, allow me to introduce myself. My name is Bump in the Night, and uh, I, I assure you, that's a name and a promise. Wow. <laughs> He's flirting with uh, Senorita Blanca. All right. I feel like this is comedy. So four. She got zero. So you succeed with style in uh, impressing Senorita Blanca. I can tell because there's blood starts dripping from the fountains. Really? (laughs) (laughs) That's horrifying. (laughs) Joe's eyes roll back into his head and actually do a full 360 (laughs) back up. So yeah, he's he's completely distracted by Senorita Blanca as they're just talking. And it's really awkward because she's like twirling her hair, but she never, you know, it's it's just very, imagine the ring girl playing with her hair. Absolutely. And so they're just kind of talking. So you've completely lost Bump at this point. Yep. (laughs) But on the other hand, that means there's another mob boss that's not going to be in that room. That's a very good point. And I enter. And when you enter, little Nikki is still sitting at the head of the table, but the stories have gotten quieter. It's not as riotous and raucous as it was when he was entertaining you know, average people. I almost said average Joes, but I feel like that's insensitive to you. Mm-hmm. And instead, sitting around the table are the Duke, Miss Ray, the Knight Templar, and there is another chair that is pulled out, but you don't see anybody sitting in it. So he maneuvers over to the mob boss table and goes to give the drink to little Nicky and then stops for a second and gets a gets a look on his face like he's had a thought. And he puts the extremely potent drink down in front of the Duke and says compliments of the specially assigned bartender, Mr. Duke. It's for the sort of man 
whose stamina and tenacity is unmatched. And he eyes it. He's got a little bit of a sneer on his face. I usually don't cotton to these here cocktails. I prefer my whiskey straight up. I start to take the glass away. I'll inform uh, the bartender that... Now hold on there, son. And he puts his hand back on it as you try to take it away. It would be rude to be sending back drinks that were made for me. Oh, um, it's not my place, Mr. Duke, but, uh, I lean down a little conspiratorially. Man who turns down a drink with a candy cane in it? And a man who's probably going to be invited back next year with the rest of- And I kind of motion the men's table. Oh, why don't you, why don't you give me a roll to- convince the duke intimidate the duke i feel like this is action this is you're trying to give him a do you're a man of action yeah yeah i'm definitely i'm definitely broing the hell up on this one okay oh shucks so that's a two well he was at negative one so that's still success with style success with style the duke do you want you you want want him him to to get wildly drunk all right so he's going to take the drink, knock it back in one gulp. Yeah, when he downs it, it looks like uh, the, the footage goes out of focus for a little bit, uh, and then it readjusts. Keep them coming, Pilgrim. I love it. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. Gentlemen. And I'm going to get the Duke wildly drunk. I'm going to go back to Mickey. Just put my put my tray on the uh, counter, pushing people aside stronger. Yeah, as, ah. as, you, as you approach Mickey's little, little bar area, he's like made friends with some of the party goers. They're like singing Christmas songs like, all I want for Frank and Christmas is you. <laughs> like <it's... laughs> Can you get a point? Come on. These two are killing it. You're killing it. All right. And I look around. People are drunk. Hey, anybody got a bullet? Yeah, there's a, a, a lull because that's not the, well, the, the vibe that they're going for. And I slide the, I slide the glass forward. Miss Ray wants a memorable drink. Lead for Miss Ray, who wants to be the one that's going to give her the gift. And several of the gentlemen, because it's it is a mob party, so yeah. there's a lot of revolvers that come out. <laughs> the gentlemen, awesome. the women, open up the little bags, pull out like ridiculously sized of some machine guns. Everyone's got a bag of holding, basically, <laughs> pretty much. Yeah, my character would like eyes widen. <laughs> So, so much munitions gets dumped out. A couple of the Fae do step back in disgust, though. Because Fae don't like lead, right? Uh, that's iron. The iron. Yeah. Who doesn't like lead? Is there anybody who doesn't Normal like people lead? who don't like to be shot. Well, okay. <laughs> yeah, a couple of the humans. Sure. All right. So, uh... So, yes, there are definite. You definitely realize who the normal people in the crowd are because they take a couple of giant steps back and seem very sober all of a sudden. Mm-hmm. I need what is it? Five, four? There are four bosses, including. There are six living, or some approximation there of bosses. You have seen five of them now. You still don't know where the invisible man is, although you did see that empty chair that was pulled out. Okay, Mickey. Well, I got a challenge for you. Okay. You feeling spry? <laughs> Never more. Good. I need the following. I need all those drinks. I need them triple strength. I need one with this bullet in it. And something in it that's going to make it glow. The second one, completely clear, just as strong. The next one, it's going to be sweet as hell. That's going to be for the big boss. Okay? So make sure that it looks and tastes like candy. Third, whiskey. Just the whiskey. Put a candy cane in it or use some of your moonshine. Fourth, Knights Templar. Make it an egg cream. Put a cross in the cream. Yeah. 
Can do. Yeah, Mickey's gonna immediately set about preparing those. Alright, so give me a roll, uh, yeah, no, Mickey, gonna, to make I'm the gonna, drink of your life. I'm gonna make that an action, because he's like putting on a yes. show, doing a whole thing. Yes, he's I love drunk it. enough that he's showing off. It's a performance. Yeah, exactly. You find out who all the dead people are, because the second you start doing pyrotechnics with the alcohol, we all <laughs> take up big stuff. <laughs> yeah. Oh, that's a two, that's a four total so far. I don't need to attack unless I need to attack. Let's give them kind of a collective roll to see what their stamina is against the, the drinks. It came up as a one, so you're... Moray's exceeding with style. I yep. don't need to I don't need to tag. It wouldn't give me any ben- any real benefit yeah. to tag anything. Other than so. additional free tags. Yeah, which... But no. yeah, you have to do too much. It... I, I'd just be trading one free tag yep. for another. So. All right, so we've got a, a tray, a, a tray of treats. A tray of cheer. Tray of cheer. Yeah, there we go. Okay, so we've got lots of things on the table and we're running short on time, so I feel like mm-hmm. we are going oh, to be... This is David's plan to just... Clear everything. <laughs> Clear the table. If it's one thing David knows how to do, it's how to get people crunk up at a party and then make them fight each other. Delete that. Uh, so, <laughs> so yeah. It's like, I got a plus 16 to get this party lit. <laughs> so I'm going to take the tray of uh, drinks, go back to the dining room, put everyone's individualized drink in front of them, and say compliments of Miss C. Mm. Mm-hmm. Try keeping your job now. <laughs> <laughs> and I'm going to look for Bump if he's still, uh, he's still, you know, shooting a shot. I think he is. And then this is what happens. You wait until they're about to fall asleep and then you just move the sheets just a little bit so that they think it's their own hand and not their impending doom. <laughs> no, you stop. No, you stop. Oh, wow. Yeah, stop. Um. <laughs> <laughs> oh, oh, hey, um, Senorita Blanca, I, uh, I, I'm being summoned back to the uh, piano, but I assure you I will be walking these lonely streets hoping to be abducted by you at some point in the evening. And he's going to kiss her hand, uh, and they're going to walk away. And as he walks away, his shadow tendrils in the back kind of like, and her hair kind of does the same thing. <laughs> and we turn a corner. Wow. Talk about a shadow block. Yeah, look, Bump, we're here for something else. Yeah, and I told you exactly where to find And I yeah. told you where to find the black bathroom. Yeah. And I'm telling you, I need you to get people real excited. So play something fast. Fast, as in tempo. Uh, yeah, sure, not a problem. Yeah. Uh, I'll get, I'll clear the guy from the main hall, and I'll, I'll take over the stage there. I'll get them all happy. I'll get them all happy and proud. And then you get that damn bag. How about we get uh, Mickey away from that? Mickey away from that moonshine. He's not doing us anything. You do that. I got to convince the guy to give up a stage. But don't worry. I'm a sweet talker and no one can say no to me. And as Bump walks out, he opens up the door and he, and he, and he stops as the camera zooms in towards the stage. And sitting on a stool is a floating brain in a jar. Jingle lobes, jingle lobes, jingle all the way. Oh, what fun it is to think about the Christmas day. Hey! (laughs) Yeah, Bump's walking up and he's uh, kind of pushing through the crowds as they're just jingling. And he sees, of course, in the corner, Cerebellum is shaking maracas and she just has this platinum blonde big smile on her face. As they kind of finish the jingle lobes, uh, Bump steps up in front of the stage. Las Vegas couldn't handle you, huh? Who was I to say no to a private invitation from Mr. Nicky? Oh, that's right. You always had a 
brain for business, I see. Better than lurking in the shadows. Some Ugh. of us know when to step into our spotlight. And uh, and Bumps, <laughs> he, he chuckles, reaches out and grabs like a, a drink and he's like just swishing it around a little bit. And he's like, yeah, but and he steps up onto the stage. The thing I don't have to worry about is that he just opens up the jar and hey, pours hey. The, uh, the drink in. Brain freeze. Enjoy Frosty. <laughs> and as he sees like the security kind of like getting a confused look on their face and they're walking forward, he's sliding towards the piano, sitting down on top of it. Skulking the round, the Christmas tree, it's a Christmas holiday. Parents are hiding every way. No one can escape. He's trying to get everybody up and bumping so the security can't get to the stage in time. All right. And I don't think we need to roll for that. I think you absolutely do. The, the, you've got the main stage. Cerebellum whisks away the brain in the jar to take care of, of her man. And uh, you've got all eyes on you, Bump. At one point, he stands up, he kicks the bench behind him, and oh, he's sure. just standing up and playing loudly, trying to get everybody's attention. So even the people in the main dining area are going to come out just as you're passing out the drinks. So it's a big merry party. Mm-hmm. Yes. Perfect. I'm now going to go look for that bag. Okay. Yeah, I'm going to follow the instructions. Mickey, before we go yeah. to the bag search, you are very drunk and there's yes, a big party going on. I don't, know. I don't know if anybody's told you about the bag room. Uh, no, nobody has. <laughs> Sorry. No, oh, yeah. Mickey's, Mickey's just having a grand old time, honestly. Yeah, this is going to work. I go back oh, into the dining room, uh -huh. collect the empty glasses, specifically Mr. Nicky's glass. And then I walk back over to the bar, put them all down, look side to side, take the napkin, run it on the rim of Mr. Nicky's glass, and then shove it under Mickey's nose. <laughs> Mickey, find the scent, boy. Find the scent. <laughs> oh, there we go. Yeah, Mickey's drunk, and he's starting to wolf out a little. Okay, all right, let's let's do a search. I feel like this might be horror. Yeah, yeah, no, this is horror. He's like, he's like into the wolf. losing control out of it. Like, he's drunk enough to be losing control. He's just, like, been given something to hunt. So, yeah, he's like... <laughs> and just rushes off. Let's roll it and see what I get. Okay, and this is going to be a pretty tough roll. So we're going to... Well, I'm at, I'm at plus five so far. Nice! I just love the idea of you howl, and then that's when Bump hits a high note. Ow! <laughs> yeah, thank you very much. Uh, he's at plus eight. Damn, nice. All right, all right, all right. So you're starting at plus five. I'm going to give you a boost because of the glass that he gave you, so you're now at seven. All right, perfect. So I'm at seven, and I'm going to spend one to uh, activate one of my stunts, cat and mouse, plus two to overcome obstacles with horror when tracking prey in wolf form. Yeah, if that's a stunt, yeah. you don't pay for that. Yeah, oh, stunt. I thought you had to pay for nope. it. Nope. Oh, so yeah, so and then I, then in te that case, I started at a plus seven and I'm plus nine now. Wow. Okay. You know, if you pay two more, you get a successive style. Uh, which would not be the worst idea. Yeah, we're... Hooch um, yeah. from the Pooch definitely is a free tag. Yeah, I'm going to use a free tag. So yeah, I'm going to tag yes. uh, Hooch from the Pooch. Yeah, mark, mark it down. There we go. Oh, 
and um, uh, yeah, and because the, yeah, the, the the hooch has got him like raging on. And that brings you to eleven. Eleven, which is obsessed with style. Yes. Okay. So uh, he's, he's not being subtle though. This is nope. more. So he's just like jumps on top of the bar, howls again. The the seams are kind of ripping fur coming out, and he just like leaps from the bar all the way up to like the second floor railing, like catches on and. So you see where he's going. He knows where he's going. He's going to zero in on that bag. He's just not yep. being subtle about it at cool. all. Yep. Joe is going to try to follow. Okay. Yep. And since Bump is skulking around that Christmas tree and just has the party hopping, a couple of people do look at the werewolf going mad and the reanimated man chasing after him, but they're quickly drawn back into the beat of the party. All right. Let's find this bag. Okay. Mickey, you leap up to that second floor hallway and immediately just dive through a door that had been closed. Yeah, he, he like reaches the door, does that thing dogs do, where like, skin up a little bit and then drive dives through it. Yes, and it splinters behind you. It does not offer any resistance to a creature of, of your kind. And you are in a room filled with bags, as I said. Now we've got more light from the hallway, although you're also a dog, so you can see pretty well in low light. And... This... All, these, all these gray bags. <laughs> <laughs> but as I said, some of them are very ornately decorated. Some of them are fine fabrics. And of course, Joe, when you catch up, you can see that these are all different colors and textures of, of fabric. Some are inlaid with precious jewels. Some are embroidered with gold. Some of them are probably embroidered with silver, but not in enough quantity to hold back our wolf man, it seems. It's got to be something that he likes something he likes white and red velvet find the red velvet one boy <laughs> he's like sniffing around and as you're sniffing around because you succeeded with style i mean he's telling you to yeah. find the red velvet which only half of that means anything exactly. to you you mean the gray velvet um <laughs> but and you you your nose hits a red velvet bag mm -hmm. um but he pushes it aside joe hmm. revealing a simple burlap sack underneath so I grab the bag and I look inside. Is there anything inside? Nothing. Well, that was Mickey's just like going around sniffing at the bag. No. That was a huge letdown. I expected so much from this. So yeah, this is the ideal Christmas gift. All right. Mickey. <laughs> we got it. All right. I think. We're going to have to go with this. No, we have to okay. get out of here. He's just looking right at the bag, like, can I play? Can I? Can I play with it? Can I? Please, later. Can I? Okay. Later. Okay. Downstairs, bump. Some of the bosses have come out to see what the ruckus is about. Some of them are bopping along to your dulcet tones. Little Nicky comes out, but he does not stop for the party. He's going directly upstairs. Oh no! Oh oh no! Uh. Bump finishes his song, stands up, and he starts moving off, but a couple of the uh, occupants are, are grabbing him and shaking his hands and shoving money into his pockets, you know, just congratulating over that amazing success where he boogie-woogied the night away. Of course, Sarah Bellum and her key brain, they're complaining, and the entire time, Bump is trying to get out of the crowd because he needs to warn these guys. And by the time he even gets off the stage, he sees... Little Nicky's disappeared, heading in that direction. He freezes in place, then looks to the side and spots Senorita Blanca. 
and he says, I need a boost of darkness. And he grabs her and he dips her and he's going to plant a big kiss on her. Oh. I'm doing horror right now. I'm going to yes. roll horror, Angela. So I got a mediocre um, plus three. So that's a three. And then I have I get a I get a plus two when I try to create horror with an advantage. So five. Okay. So, yeah, that's exceeding with style. So Bump plants a kiss on Senorita Blanca and her hair kind of wraps around him as if it's its own tendrils. And they just kind of get sucked against each other. And that darkness and evil that makes her kind of just shoots through Bump as if it's the finest moonshine he's ever tried. Joe and Mickey in your room, suddenly from an area where there's a couple bags that have fallen over. They start vibrating a little bit, and ripping out of them is this teddy bear that's grown. It's still as thin as the teddy bear was, but it's probably shot up, I don't know, three or four feet. So its midsection is nothing but darkness and shadows and little, like, little squidlings flickering around. And the bear twists around without actually turning around towards you guys. And its stomach opens up, and you hear Bump's voice, Little Nicky, he's coming! You couldn't have figured out a better way to tell me this is going to haunt me for years. <laughs> All right. We got to hide. We got to. As you turn towards the door, there stands little Nikki. Oh, this isn't the staff bathroom. Seems uh, there are some naughty children about tonight. You know, you got to be careful when you use that kind of language. You're going to wind up on a list. I don't wind up on lists. I make them. And he is going to reach out his hand. And David, you are holding the burlap sack. I am behind my back if he can even see it. (laughs) (laughs) And you feel the bag being tugged out of your grip. I'm going to give you a point just to take it away from you. Okay. Sounds good to me. And the bag flies into little Nikki's hand. He shakes it out and it's still completely flat as if it is completely empty as it was when you looked in there joe i was hoping i wouldn't have to do this this evening but i see you have pushed my hand and he reaches inside and as he does when his hand reaches the bottom of the sack you see the unmistakable outline of a tommy gun and that is going to be the start of combat We are doing popcorn initiative for this rather than rolling, which simply means that after one person acts, you get to say who's going to act next. Everybody in the round must go before a person can go a second time. That includes little Nikki. So you may not want to wait until the last round to have little Nikki to go, but little Nikki is in the middle of pulling something out of the bag so somebody can try to get the drop on him. I mean, yeah. I feel like, I do yeah, feel Mickey, like... Mickey is right there growling, still has a scent of that bag. He's going for the bag. He's going to just basically completely wolf out. I will use my rage ability to give myself some bonuses by, I think I have to, yeah, spend one fate point and shift to full werewolf form as an action. Though that is as an action, I think that's all I can do. I can't basically. shift and jump. Correct. But yeah. So basically, yeah, Mickey Mickey just like sees all this and his his outfit completely just gets wrecked as he goes full. Uh, what's, what's the... Uh, Krinos. Krinos, yeah, there we yeah. go. Full, full Krinos. And, uh, yeah, I mean, I, 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 is Bump effectively still part this. of that? Yes. So, so, so I'll get, I'll let, I'll let Bump go since he's very eager to. 
So uh, this teddy bear kind of wobbles, and then we cut to the scene back down in the main hall. The woman still has Bump in a, an embrace, and this old couple walks by, and this old couple's like, oh, honey, look at that. Why don't you kiss me like that anymore? And he's like, well, honey, I would, but look at them. They're under mistletoe. And suddenly it sounds like, like something's getting flushed as Bump deflates in her arms and just kind of gets sucked up like an inkblot into her hair, and of course, leaving the old couple screaming. <laughs> And then a few seconds later, inside the bag room, Bump is burst out of the teddy bear monster. Completely just ink blotted because his suit is left with Senor Blanca. And he stumbles forward with this being his action. He says, whoa, I think I'm in love. <laughs> oh, God, Tommy gun. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so who goes next? Little Nicky. He's pulling that gun out slowly. So little Nicky pulls out a Tommy gun. Fair. And even though he is a, a rather small, older man, uh, he still wields that Tommy gun with amazing agility. He is going to attack the, uh, the, the werewolf. werewolf. Yeah, he is big and scary and growling at him. Yeah. Okay, so... Four. He is attacking with action. Ooh, not great. So... He's at two. Okay. Oh, that's horrible. I'm effectively at one. So I'm going to... We haven't really established how long this has all been going on. Would it be... And this is, of course, very much the GM's call. But would it be okay to tap at the stroke of midnight, say this happens, and something happens or if you have something planned no. and say it's not valid so like he's distracted as, as yeah exactly like just clock exactly just as he's leaving like whatever is happening at midnight happens throwing his aim just a little off. I'll allow it all right then and then we so the, mark, mark that free tag bringing yeah. me up to three he is going to tag his aspect bag uh -huh. of tricks fair Fair. Bringing him up to four. All right, I can still keep tagging. I can still keep tagging. Um, I'll save that last fate point for, for the last, but let's go with... What um, about potent potables? Huh. You're drunk. It's not about... Well, no, no, no. Also, he, we also gave drank. him his drunk. Yeah, so, he's, yeah. I, so I can tag that to say, yeah, to say that he's like, uh, uh, you know, not mm -hmm. not at 100% because he had he had my drink. <laughs> right. so, yeah, I hadn't seen that one over there. So, so yeah, let's peek tag inside that. my psyche where I'm like, you're drunk, you're powerful. Yeah. <laughs> All right. Let's do that. That brings me up to five. Five. And I will stop tagging his things there. Yeah. Uh, so the uh, Tommy gun bullets miss you. Yep. But it's like an outline of you. Yeah. Nice. You know, it's almost like, did, was he just trying to intimidate you? Yeah. But how do you intimidate the wolf? Right. I mean, the wolf still like ducked down low. He still had to move. They just barely missed him. Yeah. But yes. that, was, that was a tense moment. Yes. Uh, all moments are tense, I feel, when a Tommy gun comes out. That's Fair. how I feel it should be. Yeah. Uh, so, Joe, you are the last in the round to go. Joe, deck his halls. <laughs> <laughs> like that. Joe is going to walk up and he is going to smack the gun out of his hand. All right. Give me yeah. an attack. All right. All right, so that brings me to a two. And he's at zero. Okay. So you're not attempting to deal stress to him. You just want to get the, the gun away. Remind me how this game goes in combat again. We ideally want to create more... More advantages. Advantages. So, for example, if you're really doing a creating advantage rather than an attack, the advantage is now I've got the gun. Regifting. Regifting. 
a Tommy gun. <laughs> now I'll set that in front of you, Joe. Uh, now, Joe, you were the last to go in that round, so you get to dictate who goes first, which can be yourself. Oh, werewolf. I want to oh, see this okay. go down. All right. Werewolf. Yeah. He's defenseless right now. I don't know what. Yeah, but the werewolf is focused on that bag, and really that the bag is what we got here to send, not to murder the guy. We want <laughs> the guy here to take away the bag, right? Yep. That's what I vaguely remember. That's remarkably ethical for a werewolf brain. <laughs> yeah. So yeah, he's gonna he's gonna leap as if he was going for Nikki's uh, little Nikki's throat, but he's actually going for the bag to grab it and and then try and just keep going. Okay, so you're trying to create an advantage again of now I've got the bag. Yep. So give me a roll. All right. Let's do this again and again. This is full werewolf, snarling, raging, horror. Um, all right, that's a four for me right now. If this works, I know we're not going to call it sack up, but I do <laughs> want people to know that was my first idea. All right, so he is also at four, and he is going to tag bag of tricks once again. All right. Because he's trying to hold on to his bag of tricks. Yep, 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 yep. All right, I And of course, as this fight is happening, outside the windows, you are seeing um, fireworks starting to go off. That, yes, as that's we, a, that was a midnight thing. Midnight. Yeah. So the, the room is being illuminated in sh- shocks of red and white and of green. Yeah, so I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to tag the last potent potables to get my, myself free, so that brings me... That leaves us even again. Uh, so that leaves us even, so I still need to tag something else. So I am going to tag my high cost. I was going to say, you are a werewolf. Yeah, I am a werewolf. There's nothing wrong with tagging werewolf. Yeah, so I'm just going to tag werewolf. So I'm I'm currently at eight. He's at six. So he's going to free tag Tinseltown to get him up to eight. So we are going to tag his high concept of always comes bearing gifts. Nice. And so that's going to bring him up to 10. Yeah, I mean, all I could, the best I could do would be matching him by spending my last point. So, so the way that yeah. he is able to defend against you is he's still holding on to this bag as you're trying to claw at it, and he reaches out for the Christmas tree that was decked out in tinsel, and it is, in fact, strands of silver, which he is going to push into your face. So, yes. <laughs> Mickey just like recoils back and uh, and kind of like claws away from him. Like, Good fight, Mickey. Yeah. Who goes next? I'm going to say uh, Bump. Bump's going to do what Bump does. He's going to uh, reach out with a shadow tendril and pick up one of the... It's a, it's a beautifully jewel-encrusted bag. Mm-hmm. And he's going to try to put it on top of little Mickey. There we go. Got it. So that's going to be three. So three of as this bag comes down and wraps around his head. Okay. And he rolled, okay, we will have him defending with comedy as well. And that only brings him to one. Yeah, no, that's totally cool. So so uh, now you've got the advantage of... Oh, Bagman. Joe! All right. This was a lovely party. Time to go. Uh, so this is what I'm going to do. I'm going to, uh, like, I struggle with little Mickey. My God, he's strong for such he a wiry is. little guy. He kept, he kept the werewolf taking that bag from him. And he's still stuck in a bag, so he it's is. his little feet, like, like kicking around. And mostly uh, the bag's around his face, like, uh, his, yeah. around his shoulders. Uh, yeah, I was thinking, like, you've definitely restricted his range of motion with yeah. his hands. But, um, but but not, like, fully around him. I drop the bag, run to the balcony, look over, see if uh, people are still milling about. Mm-hmm. Is the Duke down there? Yes, he is. 
and I yell, I take the Tommy gun, I duck down, I go, Rage for the sky, Duke, and I'm gonna shoot twice in the air. Oh. And I would like to tag a 100 proof tray of cheer uh. as the Duke is drunk, but still the goddamn fastest draw in the West. Yeah, I'll allow you to just tag it and it happens. Okay. So I mean, that will use up one of those free invokes, but rather than figuring out the mm-hmm. role there, I like it. So yeah, the Duke draws his weapon and you want him to fire. Yeah, I want. I want this to be a cascade because I've got other things that I can So you add. want him to like start firing, yes. basically causing, causing mayhem. Ca- yes, mayhem. because one thing that we've established from earlier, thank you, Mickey, and giving everyone alcohol, everyone's got a piece. Yep. Yep. Everyone's <laughs> backing the heat right now. And that seems like a great distraction. So the it absolutely is like dominoes where Duke pulls out his gun, all of Duke's people pull out their guns, which uh, he's standing next to the Knight Templar who pulls out his massive greatsword from behind him. He is flanked by a couple of, of, of other knights who are pulling out their weapons. They're next to Miss Ray who pulls out a ray gun. And she's standing next to an empty space and out of nowhere, there's just a bunch of guns that have appeared. <laughs> no one's sure where they came from. And the invisible man is standing next to uh, Senorita Blanca and her people, and they all start pulling out revolvers. You know, they're, they're a simple people. Yes. Uh, and so we are basically in a Mexican standoff amongst five different mob bosses and their posses. So that is technically my action. <laughs> little Nikki's the only one left. I will let... Yeah, Little Nikki is the only one left. Yep. So... All right, Little Nikki. All right, so Little Nikki uh, is going to... You know, shrug his way, or no, he's not even gonna shrug his way out of the bag. You hear him chuckling underneath, though, and he says, uh, Happy birthday to me. And he reaches in the bag again, and little Nikki is trying to pull something very big out of his bag because it is his birthday, midnight has struck, it's been established, that is when the bag is recharged. So whatever Lil Nikki wants, Lil Nikki gets. So Lil Nikki is trying to overcome an obstacle, which is all of you. So this is dramatic, which is his best stat. So that's already at a plus three. He rolled one, so that brings him up to four. He still has style points to spend. So we're going to tag, of course, bag of tricks. And he brings all the gifts. So that is putting him up to eight, which I feel like with eight, not only does as he reaches in the bag and he comes out empty handed, does the bag just disappear from over his face, which eliminates that option for you to tag, but it becomes silent downstairs. And we're going to establish it is a silent night. Nice. Then little Nikki's going to choose to go first in the new round, where he says, this has truly been a birthday to remember, but I have places to be. And he goes to the fireplace and he is going to go up the chimney. All right, let's have, uh, the the werewolf's been going first a lot, so let's have Bump go first. So Bump sees he's going for the fireplace, and Bump right now is just a naked ink blot that's kind of man-shaped. And so Bump is gonna leap forward, smash into the fireplace that's unlit, 
and suddenly his entire body is just going to look like it just turns into a column as it just goes up after him, trying to entangle him with Shadow. I feel like you're directly kind of attacking him at this point. Yes, trying to wrap him into a hug and squeezing. Okay. So again, I imagine this is horror. Yes, this is definitely horror. So five. Wow. So he rolled zero. Uh, it's going to bring him up to two. So you've already succeeded with style. Yeah, yeah. So Bump's going to wrap around him and squeeze him, uh, get some stress in him. Okay. So um, he's going to take one point of stress and the mild consequence um, tangled in shadow. You hear that there's uh, some scuffling along in the chimney and, you know, he's, he says, release me. And, and Bump, you hear Bump's voice is like, all I want for Christmas is you. Uh, <laughs> I like it. All right. Who goes next, Bump? Yeah, uh, I'm going to say, Joe, you're overlooking the balcony. So, Joe, tell us what's going on. Yeah, what do I see when I overlook the balcony and it's completely quiet? Nobody's there. All right. Well, that makes things easier. Joe is furious and he just throws down the Tommy gun as he stands up, takes off his jacket and rolls up his sleeves as he is storming towards the fireplace. And he takes like a a two-step drop back, winds up his massive fist, and he just goes up on the rooftop. And this gives three solid haymakers to the to the wall, to the uh, yeah, the chimney, and yeah, he wants to make Bump and this old man fall down. Okay, uh, so again, I think you're overcoming an obstacle. The obstacle yes. is there is a fireplace between you and your prey, and um, I'm trying to recall all of the fake combat rules now. I feel like that's a fair obstacle. Yes. So it's a plus two. You need okay. to overcome two. Okay, sounds good. I'm going to say it's an action. Yes, that yeah. feels very action-y. So that is a You succeed with style. So bricks crumble and fall away from the the fireplace and the chimney facade. And uh, that loosens it up, Bump, so that you fall into the fireplace. Again, a puff of soot coming up out of the fireplace and caking the corporeal people. Um, Bump, I don't think you're really too bothered by it. All right. And now, Werewolf, it's, uh, it's your time to shine again. Again, he's going for that bag. Yeah. That's that's the single-minded dog. (laughs) Tony, give me. Uh, So, yeah, uh, he's going to simply, like, shake himself off, dust himself off, and and leap for uh, whatever part of the bag he sees sticking out. So I'm imagining that these tendrils are constantly moving and shifting. It's not like you're quite a solid mass. It's very eerie and weird. Yeah, exactly. So, yes, you are getting glimpses of the bag, of of little Nicky's face, of his hands. You know, there seems to be an epic struggle going on. Uh, His face is just a a mask of anger and sneering. Um, So you are a werewolf. You are definitely able to find the bag and latch onto it. Let's pull one more time. All right. I'm at two right now. Uh, he's at zero. All right. So he's going to bring it up to a tie by tagging one more time a uh, bag of tricks. Yeah, and in which case I'm going <laughs> to surpass him by two again. Wow. That gives you a punt back, but uh, by going werewolf. Yeah, by, by, by tagging werewolf bartender. So. And just like, again, like there's a, a deep growl from the bottom of his chest as, as there's like a bit of a tug of war with the, uh, with the bag. But finally, Mickey just like rips it away. And in that same move, just starts running. He's, mm-hmm. he's leaving the room. He's, he's, but he's going for the inside of the house. 
yeah, not, not for the outside. You're not leaping out the window. He's not leaping out the window. I've got a, okay. I've got a, I've got a tree uh, that I have unfinished business with. <laughs> <laughs> so that means it is top of the round. And, yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm gonna take, I'm gonna, I'm gonna tag, yeah, I'm gonna tag myself in again to continue just rushing out of the room and just leaping off the. Uh, you know, the edge of the, the second mm-hmm. floor uh, and back it down is to the main. The the main floor is completely empty of people. Yep. Uh, so, yeah, I mean, the, the, my, my action is just, again, just I'm getting away okay. as much as possible. I, I will, as I run past the tree, lift one leg and do what wolves do. But other than that, he is uh, Are you going away. for the, the front door is going to be closest? Yes. Or do you want to go the back door where you are more familiar with the layout? I'm gonna go back. I'm gonna go. I'm gonna take out because I, I I distinctly remember there being guards out there. They may or may not be under. I don't know how far this effect goes. So I'm going with the uh, with, you know, with the so with, the, with the, the, the exit we know. You literally stop this epic escape and be on a tree. Yep. All right, and who goes next? Uh, I'm going to say uh, bump. You've got a hold of him. Do what you do. And I will say bump. As soon as the bag is pulled from him, he gives up the fight. Yeah, I guess Bump's face is going to wrap around him until they're looking face to face. And then he's going to kind of twist his head to the side and look towards Joe and say, what happened downstairs? Where? Why is it so silent? Everyone's gone. I look back towards little Nikki. Where'd you send the people? To where they'd be most comfortable. I'm not really here for riddles, so unless you want me to start seeing how good of a nutcracker I am, how about you be a little bit more forthcoming? The Duke is back at his movie theater. Senorita Blanca is back at the river. Do you want me to keep going? There was tension downstairs. With that, my character's going to unwind from little Mickey, kind of adjust everything, realize he's naked, grab like a a bow from like a nearby package and put it right in front of him where his privates would be if he had any. And he's going to be like, well, well uh, at least now we die. And he's going to turn and start running up, chasing after uh, wherever Mickey went, leaving Joe behind. Yep. So little Nikki will just turn to you and be like, it's not the first time it's been out of my reach. It always finds its way back to me. Joe consider he starts, he's standing stoically in front of uh, little Nikki. And then there's the sound of a match striking. And... A fire illuminates, carefully illuminates Joe's face as he hands a lit cigarette to little Nikki and he has one for himself. And it's a very casual, like we're just hanging out on a corner. We're both waiting for the same bus. What's your story, Mac? Why so many people want it out for you? Some people just don't like joy. I could have made this town a much happier place. It's all I've ever wanted to spread. Joy and cheer joy and cheer. When people had faith, it was easy. After the flicker, they didn't have faith anymore. They didn't need it, because there was proof it was all real. But you know what works better than faith? Well, maybe not better. But you know what else works? Belief. And the belief that St. Nicholas could do a hell of a lot worse than leave coal in, in, in your stocking. Hmm. Joe kind of smiles at that one. Okay, okay. I get it. No hard feelings, though. From me to you. You made a lot of enemies, though. But 
Hey, not stealing any of your stuff? Real nice place you got here? Joe starts backing away. There's a sound of, like, crashing and breaking stuff downstairs as the werewolf is still clawing his way down the halls. Occupational hazard of being a mob boss. Aside from that, nothing broken or stolen. You want some free advice, kid? Free, sure. Watch your back around Pete. Couldn't ask for a better friend than Pete. Not in this town. No, I know. I'm just saying you can't get a better friend. And as for your hope and belief stuff, I flick the cigarette uh, away. Take that shit to New York. This is L.A. I walk down the stairs. Yeah, I leave. Guys, guys, we just ripped off Santa Claus. Get in the fucking car. Get in the goddamn car. What do you mean, Santa Claus? <laughs> oh my god, I didn't even put that together. Oh god, I chased down Saint Nick through the chimney. I just, that's like someone coming under the bed and yelling at me. <laughs> yeah, once you guys leave, you find you find Mickey on top of the car, kind of like just gnawing on the back. Well, we didn't actually have a car, remember? we? Nope. Okay, then he slept with a car. Yeah. <laughs> we are getting a car, because everyone left. Um, well, everyone left. They didn't leave in their cars. They just got sent away. Yeah. So there's plenty of very nice vehicles. Uh, yeah, Joe bursts out. Guys, we got. We have got to go. Guys, we've got. And, and then we you see it. I was going to say, you see a Bump sitting in a red Corvette. It looks a little bit sled-like. And uh, <laughs> right next to him in the passenger seat is the dog. Yep. And he honks it and it pays a cucaracha. Get in! She's going to want that back. All right. And I, yeah, jump in the back. Yeah, and we're driving off. And uh, Bump is holding up his hands in victory. We got it! We got it! And it's going to be 200 bones to, uh, for uh, <laughs> us. Oh. All right, so uh, where are we meeting uh, Big Pete? Hey, Bumpy? Yeah. Floor it. All right. I press down on the gas and fly. Which is really going to get us a lot of attention from the police officers that are looking for speeders right after that party. Especially as the werewolf leaving his head out the window immediately picks that moment to how? <laughs> and sure enough, a police car, a uh, black and white, pulls up uh, behind you guys, siren going. Oh, God. Does anybody got to stick a gum? I've been drinking a little bit. Okay, go, 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 I'll pull over, I'll pull over. We'd be, and, uh, yeah, he okay. pulls over. Hey, guys. Yeah? When he walks up to the car, act like we almost got away with it. All right. And I roll down the window. And sure enough, Bump, you see in the rearview mirror that Big Pete is walking up. Hey, it's, uh, I didn't know uh, Big Pete was, uh, hey, hey, Big Pete. <laughs> you also noticed, Bump? That the car is black and white, and it has a siren, but it doesn't actually have any police insignia on it. Hey, big guy. Uh, I'm just, I, I don't have my license on me. We kind of hit a bit of a pickle. Uh. Big Pete leans down on the car door, and the car does go down a little bit under his, his weight. Where are you gentlemen going in such a hurry? Well, uh, hey, hey, oh, look over there. It's your best friend, Joe. Hey, Penny? I believe you have something that belongs to me. Thing, Petey. You know, the 
gig turned out to be a lot harder than we thought. People started shooting. We didn't know there were going to be that many guns. Mm-hmm. Old man still got it back at the place. We had to skedaddle. I need you to try to overcome here. Mm-hmm. Because you are lying. Mm-hmm. So he's trying to tell that you're lying. That's dramatic. So he's at three. Okay. So that brings me to a zero. And I am going to tag. No one trusts a dead guy. Mm Mm-hmm. Because I want him to find out. Because lies are the truths that we want. Okay. Tag two points. I want him to think that I'm lying. Okay. But I think I'm getting away with it. Yeah, sorry, buddy. So in that case, you won't mind if I search your vehicle? Oh, it's not even our vehicle. Okay, officer, I'm going to get out of the car. Stepping out real slow now. Step out. Close the door. Keep my hands up. You can search me for the 200 smackers. Not interested in that. Just want the bag. Petey, we had a deal. 200 bones, calm down. <laughs> little help with, uh, with local Uncle Sam. If I've got the bag. I reach into my pocket, and I pull out the most beautiful red velvet bag that he has ever seen. And I hand it to him with a grimace. What do you think you're trying to pull? He stated that at the very beginning. He used to hold the bag. It was my bag. I know what it is. Okay. (sighs) Open up the, uh, open up my coat, reach in, and reach into the bag. And I really wish that St. Nicholas was here. (laughs) (laughs) A little bit of faith. It's better than belief. Yeah, you know what? And in ways that make no physical sense, you pull a man out of the bag. What's going on, Petey? You? Thought we'd parted ways. Yeah. We did. Petey just reminded me I dropped something, and I dropped the bag at his feet. You two seem like you got a lot to talk about. It's a special night, by the way. It's this big guy's birthday. Big guy. Let's see. It's what people should call you. Big guy. It's funny. It's ironic. Not like this guy. He's a wall. Anyways, you two gentlemen have a good night, and uh, as I slowly get back into the backseat, careful out here. Awful cold, and... uh, Saw this crazy lady in a white dress walking around these parts. Merry Christmas. Start the car. Bump twists the keys, revs the engine, and he's just taking off, and they're heading towards the waning gibbous. Mm-hmm. And in your rearview mirror, as you see a brawl breaking out between a wall of a man and a slip of an elderly man, uh, snow begins to fall in L.A. <sighs> Well, I don't think we'll be getting paid for this one. Uh, I think you're wrong, Bump. 
thing is, Nikki got backstabbed. We showed we can get in there, get the bag, and leave. We showed Petey we can get the bag. Stab him in the back if he doesn't want to play straight. As far as I'm concerned, old Nikki owes us a favor. And favors are worth more than money? Oh, yeah, they never lose value. Oh, you stupid son of a... <laughs> <laughs> and we're, yeah, we're heading towards the waiting gibbous. All right. Do we want to do final scenes or of do we course. end it there? No, I yeah. think we do uh, final scenes. Okay. There is a gift exchange at the Waning Gibbous that has been going back for as long as people can remember that the place was ever open. Trixie gets us all ties, the same tie, every time. And she always has a cute little same joke, protect your neck. (laughs) And Joe is walking down the street, his hands uh, stuffed into his massive coat, and he's looking at different windows. Uh, He's window shopping and snow is swirling around him. And the stores are starting to close up, flip around. They're open to close signs and turn off their lights and lock their doors. And uh, Joe says, uh, like runs across the street when he sees something, runs across the street and like knocks on a window to an old woman. He's like, no, 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 please, please, miss, miss, please, please, please. I, um, I just really need something in the window. And then it cuts. And where Mickey's till is, is a, uh, uh, like where he would have to stand every day, every evening when he opens up, uh, inside inside the till as it pops open of its own volition, just a, a mistake of the mechanism, is a uh, small stuffed Frankenchrist doll that is stuffed with frankincense. Mm. One of a kind, handmade. Um, and it says, uh, it says, um, Happy Franken Christmas. Uh, sincerely, no, I will not join your church. <laughs> yeah, yeah. It's 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 you know the night after uh, you know all this, and uh, it's a, a complete full moon. Uh, Mickey has is is completely unable to keep his human form. He is he's just full wolf, giant wolf, but full wolf, and uh, and it's just like. His tail and the tips of his ears are seen from behind the bar uh, as he uh, kind of walks towards the till and then, like, hops up on two legs, nudges the till open, finds the uh, the gift from Joe, and just <laughs> grabs it, moves over to where the uh, Franken, uh, Franken Nativity tree has been set up in the corner and just curls up at the base Aww. of it with his, with his little, with his gift, Aww. and just, like... Goes to sleep. A merry, a merry Franken Christmas to all. Camera goes black, and then suddenly there's a spotlight. And sitting on top of a stool, taking a sip of water, is everybody's favorite inkblot. He, of course, is in a fine white pinstripe suit, and he chuckles. He's like, <laughs> and that's the story of how uh, we almost stole Christmas. But there's a lot of things about Christmas that uh, we learned that day. We learned that, you know, sometimes faith and belief is all you need to, to make you find the ones you love. We learned that maybe, in, even in L.A., miracles have been known to happen. But most of all, we learned that while you might not be looking to have a Merry Christmas, well, Christmas might be just looking for you.
And then he turns around on his stool and starts playing. Have yourself a merry little Christmas. And it's like a slow-mo motion of like gangsters firing at each other in an alleyway. <laughs> uh, cops like chasing after people, people who are like trying like bank robbers, all monsters and normal people. But occasionally you get like, you know, as it's focusing on like the, the fighting and the violence, it, it moves off to the side and looks in the window and it shows like just a normal family of swamp things like, you know, laying together in one of those inflatable pools and watching a, a wonderful life. And it just goes through the entire song as it just switches from, you know, acts of 1950s violence to acts of 1950s charitable moments. Mm. Lovely. Well, thank you so much, guys. Thank you. Thank you. Um, We had a great time. I want to point out, technically, it was not Santa Claus. Technically, it was Sinterklaas. I was pulling from Dutch... uh, Dutch mythology there. Oh, That's yeah. why the the date was important uh, because December sixth is Sinterklaas Day. Oh yeah, also Day. Pete, right? Yeah, and yeah. Pete is Pete, Gorta Pete. Pete, Pete, Pete. Yeah. Gorta Pete. Yeah, so shout out to our Dutch listeners. I didn't know that you're of St. Nicholas carried a goddamn Tommy gun. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, we are, we kind of got gypped on that. Yeah. Part of the original tradition, yeah. I just want to point out that uh, Bump is in love. Bump has uh, now fallen in love with a gangster princess. Mm-hmm. And, uh, a, just, a like the, just the mob herself. Senorita Blanca totally rules the roost over there. She's no princess. She's in charge. She is in charge. She's my queen. So I feel like that's a thread I can pull Oh yeah, eventually. Yeah. yeah, he's 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 now connected to the mob. It's weird. It's a weird conversation. I mean, it's still the best relationship you've ever had. Oh yeah, <laughs> still the better romantic uh, story than Twilight. Yeah. Um, and uh, I I can't wait to listen to Bump try to learn remedial Spanish. <laughs> Feliz Navidad! Hit it! <laughs> Hit it, Waxman! Feliz Navidad! <laughs> uh, yeah. So what? Uh, uh, what question do we want to ask our, our lovely listeners for this uh, holiday season? What did Santa pull out of the bag for you? Oh. Hmm, I do like that. All right. Take us home. All right. Thank you so much for listening, everyone. And from all of us here at Fandible to all of you, we hope that you have a Merry Christmas, Happy Hanukkah, Happy Kwanzaa, and of course, the merriest of Franken Christmases. Yeah. Buy or bad. Hey everybody, this is Dave from Fandible. Thank you very much for listening. If you want to hear more, go on over to Fandible.com and listen to any one of our many podcasts. I'm sure we've got some sort of genre that we've recorded that will absolutely tickle your fancy. If you're interested in following us on Twitter, we're at Fandible. Same thing with Facebook. And if you want to throw some shillings our way, then take a look at the Fandible Patreon. With the money, we keep this crazy train going by paying for equipment, going to conventions so we can meet you lovely, lovely people, and for paying Johnny Law off so they stay off our backs. Thank you very much for listening, and some something clever. Something clever. Nothing? No one wants to... I'm literally looking up four of my closest friends, and no one's... Thank you! <laughs>